cliffcentral.com. Well, look who's here. Aki Anastasiu. This is great. Aki, how are you? Hi, Yux. No, we can't hear you. Mute. Unmute your, your Google Hangout thing there. All together now. I mean, you said, Unmute un- yes. So, Aki. <laughs> You're the te- you're Can the- you all say hello all together? I refuse to unmute this unless you all say all hello right. all together. <laughs> How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? I hope you can hear me okay. Perfect. Yay. How are you, Ax? Yes, I'm very well, Gareth. Hey, team, how's everybody this morning? You know, you look very, you're silver-haired. You look quite distinguished. And Pumi's got a little bit of gray showing through this morning. I feel like I'm, I'm among Yeah, I see that. I'm among It's all mm. that tresemme in your hair, Gareth. The most, the most illustrious, (laughs) the most illustrious people in the country. Look at this. I'm the silver fox, guys. The (laughs) silver fox is here. That's a nice little setup you've got going on there, Axe. You've got uh, very professional equipment all around you. I see a podcast mic in the in the background there. It's all very organized. Hey. I've got that. Um, I've got a little setup over here where I've got a little uh, desk as well, which is uh, used for podcasting. And then mm. I've got this um, this amazing little gadget. Let me show you. Yeah, show oh, me. I love show it. I love because Aki gets all these cool <laughs> no. things. No, this thing is called. An Atom Mini Pro, okay, and what this does is you you plug in at the back, you plug in all sorts of HDMI inputs, and you can do live video conferencing and virtual conferencing. So I think that the the world has changed, and and I've just been doing so much of that stuff over the last few weeks. Um, So it's been quite quite great, but good to be with you guys. I I hope you're all well. Let me give you a professional introduction, because, I mean, otherwise people are going to say, just bring Aki on like he's just part of the furniture. All right, so here it is. We are are really celebrating because – Aki got people through traffic and he made them laugh for 30 years on 702. It's a hell of a time. Wow. You were basically there straight out of school, right? Yeah, well, actually, I was uh, going there when I was at school, actually. Um, you know, my dad, my dad had a little business that was um, like around the corner. You know where Nelson, where, where Gandhi Square is at the moment? Yes. The studios used to be in downtown Johannesburg, and uh-huh. my dad had one of these uh, food businesses, like a little takeaway place, and I used to work there, as all Greek kids would do on the weekend, um, for a few chappies and some chocolate and a bit of pocket money. Right. And um, the DJs over the weekend used to order food, and then we would deliver. So I would walk a few blocks, take them into the building and deliver, and... I just fell in love with radio then, and 702, which was um, in downtown Johannesburg at the time, used to be a music station, mm. and I sat in the studio with the DJs on the weekends, and I used to get mesmerized by radio, and I used to spend a lot more time than I should have there, because I would arrive back at my dad's shop about two hours later, and they go, hey, where are you? I sent down the road to deliver the ships, you come after two hours. And anyway, so that's that's how I met the guys. And then I bumped I met Stan Katz and I met John Burks in those days. Yeah. Um and I used to um call in to Stan Katz in the afternoon. I remember I used to be at school still, and I would call into the Stan Katz show and we every year was the, the July handicap, the Rothmans July it was known in the day, uh, the big yeah. horse race that happens in Durban every year. 
And I used to do a, a horse race impersonation and trying to get the winner. And I used to do this on the stand show. So as they come down with 400 meters left to go, Gareth Cliff's on the outside. Pumi coming in on the inside. Here comes the final three. And Gareth Cliff has won by length. They're off this July. The winner, a length of a Pumi. See our in third place. So yeah. I, I used to do those impersonations. And... And then I used to do, I mean, Ronald Reagan was around at the time oh, man. Uh, as the president of the United States. And I kind of got that Ronald Reagan impersonation. So we used to do these skits. And and uh, what would happen is in the afternoon, we'd practice it with Stan Katz on the afternoon drive. And then I'd, then I'd call in as a caller and he'd say, this is the president of the United States. So do you remember when Chernobyl happened? Yeah, of course. 1982, <laughs> 83, right? I mean, I was a yeah, kid. So, but yeah. We don't remember what? it. We saw it on the on the HBO series. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> well, one of the skits. One of the skits that I did with Stan at the time was when it happened. He used to take calls from me on a regular basis. So we used to have these one liners, and and this one in particular was. Um, he used to go, good afternoon. I see we've got the Mr. President. Is that you? I said, good afternoon, Mr. Katz. <laughs> this is, this is the President of the United States of America. Ronald Reagan, and and he go, oh, Mr. President, it's good to see you, Mr. President. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Katz. What are you calling us in for, Mr. Mr. President? Well, Mr. Katz, I have a message for the Russian people. When you gotta glow, you gotta glow. And then <laughs> so let me, let me let me ask you something because you, you spent yeah. thirty years in a place. I mean, you've been doing a whole lot of other things, and and you, we'll talk about your yes. other businesses and all that stuff in a second, but. It becomes a part of your life, and you were waking up every morning, and you were part of the morning show for almost all of that time, or certainly for a long part of that time. Um, when, you, you get into Ike routines. Is the original eye in the sky. That's right. Ike was. <laughs> yeah. You used to go up in the helicopter. That was what you I did. Mean, before there was a rough breeze yeah. on Five FM, y'all. So, <laughs> so Ike, well. you you woke up and you would go and do the show. It's a part of your life. I know because. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've just carried on doing this this show of mine at this time. But if if I'd suddenly stopped doing morning radio, it would have felt very weird to me. How how do you feel a week or two, maybe three weeks after you finished? So, I mean, I I was getting up at four thirty a.m. every morning, and I'm still getting up at four thirty a.m. I guess it's in my DNA after all these years. Uh, I used to get also, up a little bit are, earlier. You are because... very old, and old people tend to wake up early. Oh, wow. They do, they do. And, you know, you've got to get your slippers and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Eat your porridge. <laughs> Listen, I just had some porridge now. I had some Maltabella. But Pumi and Sia, he will get there one day. Just remember this moment. Keep this in an archive. Oh, yes. All right, so you oh, wake yes. up, you're still waking up early. I'm still waking up early, and um, I'm just kind of doing my thing every day. Um, and I like getting up early, actually. Yeah. It's nice to get up early. Your day starts off. You plan your day. Um, I, I must be honest, I'm kind of slipping into getting up a little half an hour later, et cetera. But, um, you know, it's 30 years, and I guess it's in your DNA, and you know this Do you have yourself. a mid-afternoon nap? Do you, do you then have a mid-afternoon nap after getting Old up so early? Do that. Old people always do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, um, actually, I, I, I don't have an afternoon nap, um, but when I do need one, I can have one. And I think an afternoon and naps are so underrated. 
I'm able to actually program my body. I can literally lie down when I need to nap for 15 minutes and I'm lights out back up in 15 minutes. That's amazing. Especially if I have an event in, in the evening, you know, yeah. so I can sleep standing up. That's a skill. Um, those power naps, <laughs> those power naps are really something that very few people get absolutely right, but you've got to be disciplined. Yeah, about absolutely. It. Like if you say I'm going to have a 20 minute power nap, you've actually got to force yourself to wake up after, after 20 minutes. Otherwise you've screwed it up completely. <laughs> No, completely, completely. But, but you know, guys, you know, I have a confession. I have a confession to make. Yes. I failed matric because of radio. <laughs> no, worse things to fail matric. Well, my my dad no, my dad failed one year at school because he was playing too much sport. Well, I well, was going to ask you that because speaking of discipline, it it takes a lot of discipline to be so committed to a thing for over 30 years, the way that you have, do you think that there's something extraordinary about the way that you've disciplined yourself over the years? Well, I think, I think you need to stay focused on what you want to do and what you want out of what you want to do. Um, but, but I also think at the same time, whatever you're doing in life, you always got to reinvent yourself. You've got to think of what's next. You've got to be thinking of how you're going to make yourself, um, you know, open to learning new things and bringing in new knowledge. Um, and yes, you know, when I started off at, at, at Prime Media, well, at seven or two at the time, um, you know, I, I had failed matric. They phoned my parents and they said, listen, you're not welcome back until you pass matric. So I went back and I, and I passed matric, um, joined the station and, you know, I learned everything that I learned from the best in the business, whether it was in my marketing tenure as marketing and promotions manager at 702, which I held it for, for a period of time, to doing the traffic, to doing the technology. Mm-hmm. It's, I believe as human beings, we all have the ability to learn any new skills as long as we apply ourselves to it. And to your question, Pumi, it takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of reading. It takes a lot of dedication. So you've got to be focused on doing those kind of things and open to doing it as well. Um, Ax, you you mentioned all these things that you have to do to keep on reinventing yourself and moving forward. Um, And you certainly, you you didn't shy away from that stuff. I mean, you've got two sorbets, isn't it? I mean, you've got two sorbet mans. Well, no. I Well, I had a sorbet salon for ladies, and I had a sorbet man, which I, I sold, and I've got another sorbet salon. So I've got two sorbet salons for ladies. So oh. when I'm not on radio or talking technology, I'm discussing women's nails. And what oh, important. It's called on. balance. Very important. And that, no, it's very important. I, and it's, it's isn't like, it true it's that you, you, you sold, the, you sold the sorbet man because they, you couldn't afford to trim your own nasal hairs as often as you were going? <laughs> That's what put the, no, it started putting the business in jeopardy. Isn't that true? <laughs> That's not true at all. That's not true at all. Look at my nasal hairs. I don't know if you can see them. Listen, I, 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 I've always been a bit of a metrosexual and wax my ears and wax right. my nose. Yeah, it's and, good for you. you know, it's important. It's important to look good in the world that we're living in. But yes, um, I, I, I didn't sell it for those reasons, Gareth. It's, it's, um, I heard it was too expensive. You, you were going through so many blades that they eventually said to you, we either have to sell the business or we're going to go bankrupt. I'm a very good guy, you know. Diverse, diversification, right? So yes. yeah. we, we see a lot of that in South Africa in the media and especially with our artists. Mm. of various kinds is they do spend all of their lives in, in that medium. But it doesn't yes. it's unlike in America where there's a huge audience and you can become immensely wealthy 
simply from doing that one thing. You also diversified your time. You know, many years ago, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the colleague. They said that you're not, show business is not going to be, you're not going to be on show business for your entire life. No. Um, and that's the reason you need to diversify. And, um, I, 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 I had a great passion for technology, which is one of my other passions in life. And I've really done, uh, you know, great stuff there. And, and, and then I invested in these business, in this business and, you know, I just saw I just saw a gap in the market a few years ago, and I thought, well, this is an interesting business. People will always need beauty in their lives, and yeah, you know, this has been a very challenging time as well because, as you know, with the lockdown and with COVID nineteen, um, you know, it's impacted all sorts of businesses and and the health business, the health and beauty business more so because you know it's such close proximity. But I mean, Sia, you haven't been impacted at all. I mean, you're still looking fantastic. Out of the three of you, you look the best. I've got to say. <laughs> Firstly, compliments in the morning are my best. And then no, secondly, I was actually talking about it earlier on the, yesterday on the show that I went yeah. back to get my treatments done for the first time this weekend. Oh my, that's the first that's, time in six months. Poor salon. They, they were busy. Yeah, from, I know. <laughs> they were busy from nine to five. I mean, they pulled out the most expensive equipment that they haven't used, fired it up with the diesel power and. They basically started, no, no, no. started to work I on Sia. I was prodded, I was sucked, wrong, I was rocked, I was wrong, flipped. And... With the, salons, salons aren't allowed to give Botox, so Sia oh. went somewhere else. <laughs> it's called a midday treat. Okay. So Sia, <laughs> An Sia, extended lunch. Sia, he's feeling uh, himself again. But Ax, no, he just, looks good. I want to get yes. back to radio for a second because you did develop yeah. this, this sideline tech reputation which is now i mean really you're up there in in the uh, top two or three people that anybody thinks about when they think about technology and innovation and you've been to conferences all over the world i mean you really are knee deep in this stuff and and people come to you to ask you about every element of, of of technological development and where exactly things are going so you're a bit of a futurist as well i mean that's also exciting because you said just a minute ago, you can't just do show business. But when you were in yes. show business, um, you you worked with some of the best people. And what are the things that you you really felt were the best lessons, not for radio, but for life, from some of the people that you got to meet? No, absolutely. And um, you, you meet so many interesting people along the way. I mean, um, I've worked with you. Um, I've learned so much from you. I've learned so much from the likes of, you know, the John Burkses of the world, the Stan Katzes. Um, um, I, I worked with a very interesting guy when I was at 702. In the, in, when I first started off at 702, I was a sound engineer. Mm-hmm. And I used to record a show with uh, Cocky Tubal. I don't know if you guys, no, I don't know if you guys will ever remember Cocky Tubal. Um, so every he's Friday legend. morning, he, no, he's a complete legend. Every Friday morning for five years of my life, I used to sit in the studio with Cocky Tubal. We used to record a show that used to then get broadcast on a Saturday evening. The man taught me about soul music. He taught me about R&B. He taught me about so many lessons about life and how to be humble in life. And that's the most important lesson I've learned from these people is no matter who you are and what you are and wherever you find yourself in the world, you stay humble and stay true to yourself. Because the moment you, the moment you get over ahead of yourself, that's when life takes you down. Uh, so humble is the most important lesson that I've learned in my life from 
somebody like Kaki from just people who haven't changed. I mean, I've known you for almost two decades, Gareth, and you're the same guy that I met 20 years ago. You haven't changed one bit. Twenty odd years a, ago, that's maybe, a hell of a way to say. That's a hell of a way to say that I haven't improved at all. I've stayed exactly the same. I've gone backwards, maybe. <laughs> the, the irony, though, the irony of learning humility from a man named Kaki. Yeah. Kaki. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. But I mean, we used to sit in the studio and got the oos kaboos pataka two bull shuffle, and man, that guy was just such a legend, legend, and 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 so loved, you know, um, just an incredible, incredible human being. But I guess in life, to your question, Gareth, we all meet different people in life, and people meet you meet uh, maybe not in your personal career, you meet them for different reasons. They teach you different lessons whether it be your children, whether it be, um, you know, friends that you come across. I mean, you know, I'll give an example. Um, you talk about how life short is. I mean, just how life I woke short, up how life short how is. How short life is. How short life is. Yeah. You said how I mean, life short up. is. You're speaking like Yoda. You're oh, so wise. Aki, you're yeah, so wise. Why is you are? Mix up your words in sentences you do. But I don't want to get too too morose and depressive this morning. Please. But I mean, I woke up I yesterday. That's morning why they got rid of you at seven o two. You became very morose and depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. I woke up yesterday morning, and there was I heard I heard about a friend of mine who who passed away, like my age, yeah. and it, you know he went into hospital. He wasn't feeling too well, and all of a sudden, blood clot, boom, and oh, you're gone, just God, like that. Yeah. That's life, you know. So. And, and and the whole thing about life is it's not the destination, it's the journey. So enjoy the journey. Yeah, and also, you know, it's it's sometimes a good thing when your 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 usual patterns are disrupted a little bit. It gives you some space and time to reconsider and to find new things to do. And you fall in love with new stuff, right? Completely, Gareth. You know, people say to me that, oh, you know, you've been retrenched. You're not a prime media anymore. Um, you know, it must be a big change. And I say, yes, it's a massive change. But, you know, for me, change is such a positive motion. You know, you think about change. Change is Well, active. I mean, look, let's, let's also be fair. You decided not to fight with them. But you, you, you probably could have. If you wanted to, you could have had a big fight with them, and it would have got ugly. And you just decided, no, this is not worth my time. I'm walking away. No, well, I've never been the one to be involved in any kind of conflict. I hate conflict. Mm. Um, and then you get to a point in your life, and, and I think that it happens with personal relationships, happens in works relationships, when your values don't resonate with the people that you're with. Well, it's I, time to move on. I'll say this. You, you don't have to nod or agree or disagree, but I know that there are a lot of complete twats in radio management, some of the most useless people I've ever met some really backward, unintelligent, untalented, boring, dreary, bureaucratic Jeez, don't people. Don't hold back. No, wow. and and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not saying this on Aki's behalf. I'm saying this because I've dealt with some of them. I I, I know <laughs> one really good person in radio management who I continue to work with. That's Rena. Mm-hmm. And other than her, yeah. there's not a single one of them that I've ever respected. Not one. You have yeah, a look, I, in the book. <laughs> yeah, look, at the end of the day, in any business, when, when you have the wrong kind of leadership, it can determine the, the growth and the failure of the business. And, um, and I think that in today's times and the way radio is evolving, the way it's standing, I mean, look at you guys. Um, you're doing this. This is online. This is where the future is. It's all about podcasting. 
Um, well, and on, this is, on that this note, I mean, isn't it interesting yeah. to see just yesterday, I was, I was watching this flurry of social media activity around Joe Rogan's show. Joe. Now, you know, Joe Rogan yeah. obviously has a very successful podcast in the U.S. He started it 11 years ago. It's just been bought up by Spotify. And yesterday, someone posed the, the idea of Joe Rogan hosting a presidential debate between Joe Biden and, um, and Donald Trump. And, and someone put this out on the Internet. Joe Rogan retweeted it and said, sure, I'll do it. We'll do a four-hour conversation, no interruptions. And Donald Trump replied immediately and said, I'm in. Now, the, wow, the, the, really? the president of the United States, not just saying, yeah, sure, I'll do your show if you invite me, but saying I'm in for something completely revolutionary where we do a presidential debate in, a, in an, an entirely different format. This shows you how mm. podcasting has become – so much more credible than so many of the traditional mediums. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, that is extraordinary. Yeah, it really is a big now deal. We just need to wait. Now they just need to wait for Sleepy Joe, right? Well, <laughs> wake him up next year and the, 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 the election's <laughs> over. Oh, I'd, I'd love to be part of that. That sounds good. <laughs> We're talking about the U.S. elections. I know you, got, you love elections in particular. I think this election is going to be so interesting. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I love, I love U.S. politics. Yeah, part of me is really interested in it, but part of me just wishes it was over already so that we could all stop being hyped up and made to feel good or bad or ugly the whole time. You know, there's so much mm. about this election that for, for most people in America is it's the election of their lifetimes, like everyone is. Um and the stakes are so high, but I'm kind of, I, I know that I'm going to be over it within days before it's even over. I, I might already be over it because it's, it's just so polarizing. And when America catches a cold, we all sneeze. Or when America sneezes, yeah. we all catch a cold, as, as the, the saying goes. So tell me about your plans going forward and what you've got in, in the pipeline and where you're going to be and, and what we can look forward to. Because I know you're not going to shut up and stop doing broadcasting you know what i love radio and i don't think that um i'm out of radio just yet i've still got quite a bit to offer um i'm exploring a few options on the technology side with um with some television with some with with some with a youtube channel um i'm also exploring um you know different stuff with regards to the traffic information you know i've been doing it for a long time i know how it works um, you know, people resonate. They respect my opinion. They, 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 they respect the fact that my information is good. So I'm looking at a few options with regards to traffic. And I think traffic is still a very important part of people's daily commute. Um, you know, I've got my, my businesses and, and also very involved in the tech space with many of these virtual conferences. You know, mm -hmm. I facilitate a lot of conferences. I provide thought leadership and, 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 uh, you know, consult to various companies on their digital strategy going forward. So there's so many things that are kind of boiling on the pot, but those are the kinds of things that I'm focusing at, uh, at the moment, Gareth. But certainly with radio, it's, it's in my blood. So I'm not going anywhere. Did you hear from anybody when, um, you, you announced that you were leaving 702 after all those years? Is there anybody who called you that you thought, Oh my God, I, I didn't expect to hear from that person? Well, I, I, I was actually flabbergasted <laughs> by the kinds of people that got hold of me. I mean, I had a, I had a couple of politicians call me. I had, um, you know, a couple of business leaders call me. For sure. Um, and I had many former colleagues call me. Um, I had John Burks calling me. I had John Robbie calling me. 
I had Stan oh. Katz calling me, you know. <laughs> uh, hi, uh, Aki. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, Aki, are you there? Uh, uh, it's Bertie. Uh, Aki. John, good morning. Good, good morning, hi, John. Uh, Aki, I, I, are, are you leaving 702? I have left 702 already, John, in case you haven't heard. I, I only heard oh. now. I, I heard this morning. Uh, uh, yeah, Stan told me. I, I, I didn't even know Stan was still alive. It's exactly how he sounds, and he's, and you know, over the man. years, he's, he's got in touch with huh? me. I'll, I'll tell you a situation that happened a few years ago. He was he would phone me up the one day, and he goes, "Oh, Aki, I, I got your number from Rena Brumberg. Do you remember Rena Brumberg? I said, of course, I remember Rena. Rena fired me on several occasions at stands because I'm used." To, no, Stan used to lose it with me, and he used to fire me like every third day. Anyway, he phoned me up, and he says, I, I think that somebody has hacked into my account. I can't get in. I'm worried <laughs> because I've got all these personal things. And he was using one of these Yahoo accounts, you know. Oh, and, and I said to him, okay, John, you know, let me try and help you. I said, what's your password? And he spelled his password out. I tested it on another computer, and it's working. I said, will you try on yours? And, and he tried again. Oh no! I I I don't know what is wrong with this. I, 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 whole whole machine you know, is switching off. He had he had the caps lock button. <laughs> oh oh, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> story. That's why his password didn't work. Yeah, caps lock on. Man. That's precious. Uh, Aki, yeah. All right. So what's happening uh, with romance, Aki? I mean, everybody wants to know. You know, you're a very eligible man and. You've done so well, and you've got such an interesting life uh, going on. Is there is there a special woman? What's with that silver? With yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like, very distinguished. Vibe. You look like yeah, you, uh, you look like uh, what was the guy who uh, who married uh, Onassis? Aristotle Onassis. Aristotle. No man, you should have said no. George Clooney, not Aristotle Onassis. No. no, you look oh. like you look like Aristotle Onassis. Yeah, and with all your business interests and everything, you're just like Aristotle. Yes. Yeah, except except I have like 0.001% of the fortune he amassed. But, yeah, you know what? You know, my business partner and I have been together for a while, and we work together. So, as you know, my daughter is 25. She's married, and um, wow, your daughter's 25. Sure. Yeah, can you believe it? Yeah, she's she's a speech therapist, um, and you know they got she, married she quite learned, young. She learned she, to be a speech therapist by just communicating with you. She realized she was good at that, and then she she's turned it into a business. What an incredible talent! <laughs> she she used me as a case study. She used me to train and do that sort of thing. But I mean, they got married. I'm not one to you know. We, People get married. I mean, she got married. She was 22, I think. She was very young when she got married. But when the guy came to me and asked me, um, and his name is Jared, and I said, him, "What do you do?" He says, uh, "I'm a I'm an actuary." So I said, "Okay, you can you can get married." <laughs> That's lovely. Actually. He needs well, that kind of excitement in his life. Well, congrats, man. I mean, I I didn't know that your daughter was already 25 and married. I mean, there's a lot going on. That's that's very exciting. No, it is, you know, and, and Gareth, life is exciting. I, I just, I love life. I love the opportunities that life brings. Um, I love this country passionately, and I really believe that we've got an incredible amount of work to do, but I think that 
um, I really believe that uh, South Africa is still the greatest country in the world, and we, we when, when we get our when we get our shit right, I think that nobody is going to be able to touch us. And um, we do have a lot of work to do, but I do believe that we are living in an incredible company that a country that is diverse, yeah. that has incredible opportunities, and and I think that we. I think there are great things coming for South Africa. One last thing. What about social media? You're one of the first people on Twitter when it started in, in the world and then in South yeah. Africa. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've got a very mixed view about what's going on in social media at the moment. I think a lot of it has become very poisonous and not particularly helpful. Yes. But there's always going to be a huge amount of of really interesting, connected, uh, useful, positive thoughtful stuff going on there so it's hard to figure out whether it's overwhelmingly good or overwhelmingly bad we can't turn the clock back so there's no way we'd be able to imagine a world where we didn't have social media but what are your feelings on it well i think that you're quite right gareth i think social media has become a very toxic place in many regards i think people hide behind anonymity and people hide behind um you know, they hide behind this this persona, and you know they, they they say the nastiest things and the most hurtful things. And I think that social media has got out of hand, and I think that we need to start regulating this in a in a more responsible way. And I think that we need to cast the lights on the anonymity. And I think that places like Twitter, for example, if you want to have an opinion on Twitter and you want to say something, you've got to be properly registered. Your, your, your national identity document has got to be used to verify who you are. Um, and, and this will end all that toxicity and all those people who hide behind um, you know these 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 anonymous accounts and say the most vile things and hurtful things and destructive things um, on 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 social media. But then there are these lights and and I don't know if you guys know this this young lady called Nandi Bushel. Nandi Bushel. Have you heard of the name Nandi Bushel? No. Please do yourselves a favor and go and look at Nandi Bushel. She is this young young girl who I think must be about eight or nine years old, and she has got this knack and this – she's got an incredible talent to play the drums, play the electric guitar, hmm. and she does this stuff on social media. And she is amazing. You go and watch her. It's going to inspire you today. It's going to make you feel good today. And I'm pretty sure that she she's based somewhere in Ipswich in the U.K., but I think that she's got South African roots. But – she is so good at drumming that she's now being noticed by a lot of people. So if you if you go um, to her to her website, I mean she's been on on Ellen DeGeneres recently. Um, even the Foo Fighters um, did something together with her. Um, uh, Dave Grohl Dave Grohl did something with 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 her recently, and he he actually wrote a song for her, and she wow. jammed with him. She's oh my jammed God, with the guys. That's, that's phenomenal. She's, she's jammed with Lenny Kravitz. It's the best thing on the internet right now. So take away the negativity and the, the, the toxicity of it all. Go and look at this Nandy Bushel, and it will make your day, Gareth. You see, that makes it all worthwhile. When you find someone like that, you can follow someone who's really interesting or really talented. It just makes it all seem like you know being on social media is not all bad. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there are days where I kind of switch off and I say to myself, I'm not going to go there, especially when there's politics involved and yeah. – uh, and people, people have their own agendas in the country, and it's just so counterproductive, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, but, right. but at the same time, there are things that need to be said.
important things that need to be said so that we can move forward as a country. But ah, fuck that. Boy, boy. I've had enough of these important things need to be said. <laughs> so, Ux, um, <clears throat> all right, so tell me what the daily routine is now that you don't have to be up and do the traffic. And, and also, just explain quickly to people who weren't there. Pumi mentioned this at the start of the, the conversation. Right. And I'm so glad because Pumi was actually the one who said, you've got to get Aki on. I said, oh, really? Do we have to talk to that asshole? She said, Thanks, thanks Pumi. So, <laughs> I love you, Pumi. So, I'm your fan. She's a big Thank fan. You, Pumi. And, and Pumi mentioned the helicopter. I mean, those were the glory days of radio in a way that most people won't understand. The radio station yeah. was so wealthy and successful that they had a helicopter that went up every single day. I mean, it was the only way to do traffic because we didn't have, you know, social Wings. media or, or yeah. algorithms gathering information or ways or any of these things. So tell me about what that was like every morning getting into the helicopter, man. This is some people's yeah. dream. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I used to love my chopper. I used to love it. Um, in fact, if, you, if I move this away, can you see that uh, picture in the back? Of the, of the election a, photo. That's the voting that lines is, at the election. That's the 94 election. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, we had the Associated Press photographer on our, on, on our helicopter that day, our very first democratic election. That was shot from there where you had that snaking, the snaking lines of people that's, uh, in Soweto that was taken then. But yeah, I mean, the, the, firstly, I'm scared of heights, believe it or not, but. <laughs> oh. <I, no. laughs> <laughs> but oh, I, if you put me on the edge of a building or on the first floor and I look down, I, I can't. I, I start getting shaky and I perspire. But when I'm in a oh. helicopter, I feel completely different. My adrenaline is rushing. Mm. And yes, you're quite right. You know, I was responsible for the helicopter. We, we you know, I took over from a gent called Paul Beresford. Um, and at one stage, there were four helicopters over the skies of Joburg doing traffic. I mean, Jacaranda had a hel- helicopter. Um, Heifelt, had a helicopter, Radio Highfield, as it was known then, Nights 947. And 702 had two helicopters. We had one over Pretoria, one over Joburg. Um, and then, of course, when economics started coming into play. And now, you could, now you could fit all involved. 702's listeners in one helicopter. Bloody accountants. <laughs> yeah, these accountants. So, 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 of course, with, with technology yeah. and social media, it, it made the, the role of the helicopter redundant because yeah. you couldn't be on the other side of town to see what was going on and there were digital cameras and et cetera, et cetera. But it also got quite expensive. I mean, our helicopter, which we used, was a Jet Ranger, and it was one of those – you know, it's still around, by the way. I mean, these helicopters, you just replace the parts. They yeah. just, I love, love helicopters. But it got a bit expensive. And I remember going to the accountants in, um, uh, when was it? I think it was in the, in the, in the late 80s, early 90s when the Rand dollar was getting out of hand. And we, we had to replace the blades of the helicopter. And every, you replace them every 5,000 hours of flying. And at the time, it was $35,000. Per blade, and it was like over a million rand. So when I went there, they looked at this wow. bull and they said, "Get out of here! You're grounded." And that wow. was the end of the helicopter in those days. But we used it for so many things. We used it for for casavacking. We used it in emergencies. We mm. used it for news reporting. We used it for you know big events, covering the World Cup, covering the African Nations Cup in '95. I mean, I've got such amazing memories of people that have flown. I mean, we even had Richard Branson. I'll never forget when Virgin Atlantic first started flying in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We actually, he arrived at, at Oatambo on the first Virgin Atlantic flight, 
and of course, you know what? He loves the attention. He loves being part of a, of, of, of some great publicity. So we picked him up at the airport with our helicopter and we took him and flying around Joburg and he did a report or two that morning. So we've had some very interesting guests flying with us. Richard Branson was one of them. A hell of a nice guy. Um, but yeah, I, I miss the days of flying and I do get occasionally a chance to fly because I've got some mates who've got helicopters. But, um, yeah, helicopters. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys, have you guys been in a helicopter? Pumi, have you been in a helicopter? I have. But you you know what I also, while you're uh, reminiscing there, Aki, for some people who who live in the vicinity of Emerentia have also heard your booming voice at five in the morning. (laughs) What's that? What are you doing at five in the morning in Emerentia, you creepy bastard? (laughs) Getting everybody riled up. What are you doing? For walk the talk. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumi's talking about walk the talk and, and, you know, as being the station MC for, for, for all of 702's events over the last few decades has been such a privilege as well, you know. I tell you what I miss most about, you know, the, the, the business is connecting with the listeners because the listeners are the people that you, yeah, you dedicate. You, I, I, I did, I did because, for the listeners. You did because, for the listeners. Yeah, but Aki, yeah, the nice thing about being alive in 2020 is you can connect with those people without having to be on that station. Those people can connect to you directly. And it's amazing Absolutely. how – and this is something I realized seven years ago when I decided it was time to start this business is that those people who really like what you do and those people who you want to interact with come with you and yeah. You, yeah. they don't belong to a, a radio frequency anymore. And, and nobody has no, to listen. Right. Nobody has to listen to whatever is on because some program directors decided they choose for themselves, which is the most empowering thing of all. And I'm just, I'm very happy for you, man, because I know that you are a creative and an interesting guy who's got lots more to say and lots more to give. And I think people will, uh, people will go wherever you've got, uh, got time and, and, and energy, and you've got plenty of both. So this is going to be exciting. I'm very, I'm very happy for you. I think it's going to be a real uh, opening of a new chapter. No, thank you, Gareth. And I, as I said earlier, you know, you talk about change, and I said change is a positive notion. I think change brings out the best in us, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it forces us to think out of the box, think creatively, think of different new did, things, doing things Aki, differently. Did you hear from John Robbie on the day you left? Did, did he call you? <laughs> did he? What did he say? Ah, hello, Wacky. How are you doing? Uh, John, uh, he was. Uh, I, I think I, I think I was responsible for aging him probably ten years of his life. <laughs> oh, uh, you terrorized that man. I, I tell you what, he's he's already highly strung as an individual, and having me around just made it even worse for him. But I, I love John. He's such a he's such a you know principled guy, straight down the line. Yeah. He's a great broadcaster. You talk about being disciplined. There's a guy I've, I've never met a more disciplined guy than John Robbie. And I guess you know most sports people are like that. You know, I, when you I don't think he dedicate was... yourself to excelling in the sport, you've got to be disciplined in your life. Well, he um, was, and he he was a sportsman, of course. But uh, hang, on, hang on, I want to hear your story about him in a second. But it's worth reflecting. I don't think he was ever late for. His show, and he would get there at like three thirty in the morning or something, right? Yeah, no, two thirty. Yeah, he was so organized. So, what? Tell me what he said when he called you. He goes, Haki, Haki, hi. I just want to say to you, I'm so sorry. Hey, how are you doing? It's like a, oh, like a death oh, in the family. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, Haki. You know, it's gonna be okay. And then. 
and, uh, and yeah, he, he's a kind of guy who hates kind of conflict, believe it or not, you know. And I said to him, I was telling him what happened. And he goes, ah, just leave it. Leave it. I tell you what, leave it. You'll be remembered for walking away with your head held up high. Just leave it, Aki. Leave it. Uh, that's John Robbie, you know. But he's, uh, he's a character. He, he's well. He's a um, great broadcaster as well. Yeah, Aki, he really is. You know, that, that advice from, from John about being remembered – uh, for walking away with your head held high. I think you have just had an experience that a lot of South Africans are having. A lot of South Africans with, with business closures, mm-hmm. with contractions yeah. of business, a lot of South Africans are having the experience of A, having been at a job for a, a long time or it's a first job for various reasons. Those mm-hmm. closures are seeing many, many people losing what for them is more than just a livelihood. And what would your um, advice be, having had to walk away from a company you have given so much of your life to? Yeah. And the, and the you know, you're not walking away from a career, but you're walking away from a part of your career that has defined yeah. who you are. What yes. would your advice be for, for people who are feeling hard done by because of the experience of losing that part of their life look it's it's a it's a great question it's a it's a it's a very tough time you know because you question a lot of things but you don't have time to question a lot of things and you must just understand one thing that uh it's it's not your fault it's not your fault that you find yourself in that situation number one i mean various uh, the various reasons why things happen. Mine were, 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 were different. And at the end of the day, I was retrenched. Um, but you've got to be optimistic. You've got to pick up the pieces and you've got to walk on and don't, don't, don't stay stagnant. You know, don't be, don't be that part of the stream that starts moving to the side of the river and stay stagnant because that water is not going to do you anything. So oh, keep moving yeah, with the flow of the river. terrible. <laughs> keep keep moving with the flow of the river and and really you know just reinvent yourself you know the the one thing that people say to me is that yeah you know it's you know this and that but you know if you look around you there are so many opportunities out there there are opportunities that are staring at you in the face you just got to be open to them and accepting them and i think that once you fall into a state of putting those blinkers on and giving up you're not going to be open to see those opportunities that are there yeah. So they're there. Grab them. You know, uh, talk I'm so things. glad you the said The most this. important thing, Gareth, sorry, is, yeah. is talk to people about how you feel because the emotional, the emotional struggle that people go through by losing a job, et cetera, is very tough as well. Pumas, I'm so glad you asked that question too because it gave Aki an opportunity to bring up something that I think many people just need to remember, and that is that if you've done something well once you can always do it well again and if you've started something from scratch you've made something out of nothing and that's what a lot of the 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 richest people in the world now are people who started something that did not exist before so when you think when you think you're at the bottom i mean look jeff bezos started in a garage this guy is now worth 200 billion dollars he started a company that everyone in the world knows there was no such thing 12 years ago. Zero. There was bugger all. He made something out of nothing. And all of us, every human being, has the ability and the potential to make something out of nothing. 
And, and if you've been a part of, of something that was something, like 702 for 30 years, and you've added such value to people's lives, you've made them laugh, you've helped them avoid accidents on the highway, you've taught them about technology, these kinds of things, people don't forget that. They, they, they will remember that for the rest of their lives. But it doesn't mean you have to live in their history books. It means you carry on doing your thing. And, and if you've lost a job over the last couple of months, uh, because it's been tough for everybody, right? If you've lost your job, there's plenty in the world for you to do. There's going to be something that you can do that either no one else can do or that you can do better than anyone else. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that you just need to apply yourself. As I said earlier, um, the, 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 the opportunities exist. You just need to see them and you never need to give up. And it's a, a network. Talk to people. Don't shut down. Don't give up. Just keep moving forward. That's very nice. Very nice. Well, it's always good to see you. And thank you very much for making time for us this morning. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. So good to see you guys. I love what you guys are doing. I love Pumi's smile. Yes. Look at how she's smiling. Trust me, it makes Tuesdays worthwhile. Really? Yeah, otherwise... And see her smile. See her smile as well. You're the grumpiest guy on the show here, Gary. By far. <laughs> By a million miles. Thank you, thank you. This is becoming a, the therapy session I never knew I needed. Oh, wow. Well, but this is nice. It's been an absolute honor being with you. Thank you for having me on your show. And um, really appreciate uh, your well wishes, your your thoughts, and just just shooting the breeze with you guys. Thank you, and I wish you well. Well, you can always follow Aki on the various social media handles. He's easy to find, Aki Anastasiu, and uh, he's he's all over the place. So if you if you care about technology, if you're interested in that that part of the world, that's something that he continues to lead the way in. And uh, he's going to probably have a bunch of projects on the go in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye. You don't want to be left behind. Very nice. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Ax. Thanks, Aki. Right. By the way, so I, I, I just have to quickly, so much fun, right? I have to tell you a, a very embarrassing story. You know, Aki and I, whenever oh, we greet each Aki. other. No, he, he taught me to go, oh, you, you know, that thing that we did at the start, right? So Aki always used to walk up to me, at whether I was, whether I'd seen him or not, and then he'd do this, how oh, are you? And it can sometimes be frightening. Anyway. <laughs> I did it to see her the other day. I thought it was you calling. I was, <laughs> but this is what happened to me. So I was sitting in a meeting once, and this unknown number came up on my phone, and I was in a bit of a silly mood, and I, I answered like you. I went, "Who are you?" And then it turned out to be the minister in the presidency. Oh my god! He wanted to, he wanted to ask me to. No, he was he was asking me to MC a thing. Jeff Hadebe was Which the minister. minister. Jeff Hadebe when oh. he was Jeff, for, for, Jeff Hadebe for get get uh, little geezer. So, Jeff. I went, oh, you. I felt such a stupid moron after that. I mean, he, he, he went, hi, could I speak to Gareth, please? <laughs> so Jeez, it's all your fault, actually. That is so embarrassing. Yeah. That is so embarrassing. Very much your fault. Cliffcentral.com.